This is the Ruben Report Direct Message for January 14th, 2020. And on today's show, I'm doing an Ask Me Anything Q&A. I've got a gajillion questions here that were submitted on my Locals community. That's locals.rubenreport.com. That is the only place that I take questions. It is the only place that I respond to people. And I respond to dozens of people every single day, uh, so you can join us over there. I have not even looked at these questions. Uh, Michael, my producer, just handed them to me. I quickly flipped through just to make sure the papers weren't sticking to each other. And, uh, and we're just gonna jump in and uh, go until my brain decides to shut off, and then uh, that'll be it. Uh, before I get into the questions, though, obviously there's gonna be some stuff about the election. I have no doubt about that, and the censorship and all that stuff. I just wanna quickly talk about the uh, impeachment vote yesterday because the House did vote to impeach Donald Trump in eight hours. Um, I think it was a little short-sighted, okay? Uh, we're just finding out just in the last 24 hours, this was sort of breaking as they were voting on impeachment. And in effect, the reason for impeachment, impeachment was that he incited the mob that went to Capitol Hill. Okay, so let's just put that aside for a second. As it was happening, the FBI was, was releasing information that they now have that the riot uh, and the assault on Capitol Hill was pre-planned. So it's like, well, which one of these is true? Did he incite it or did it happen, meaning was it pre-planned, did it happen earlier? Did something happen earlier that made it happen? We know that people were actually starting the assault on the Capitol while Trump was, was talking. Anyway, that's a little insider baseball because we're in this odd post-truth world where it sort of doesn't matter, right? Like, do you think that any Democrat or, or of the 10 Republicans who voted on this thing, do you think they would have cared if they had that information? Well, actually it was pre-planned and some of it was starting while Trump was still speaking. It's like, no, because everything's about just sort of the information war and how you can gain political points and everything else. The next step now will be a Senate vote, which could technically disqualify him from holding future federal offices, meaning he wouldn't be able to run for president in 2024. My, my suspicion is that regardless, Trump does not want to run in 2024. I know a lot of people don't want to hear me say that, but my sense is that there, there is a movement here um, that is going to be bigger than Trump, right? Like you can kill a man, but you can't kill an idea. I think it's something like that with Trump and the ideas of being proud of America and fighting for freedom and allowing the states to be free and being pro-capitalism and proud of our history and all of those things, that will all continue. I, I don't know that he's gonna do it. I do think it's very possible that Junior will, will get involved in national politics. I think it's very possible that Ivanka will, and there's a rumor now going around that maybe she would run for Senate in Florida. So I think some of the people associated with it will continue. I don't know that Trump specifically will, but I do wanna say one other thing to, about this and then I'll jump into the questions. You know, there was a moment right after the riots at the Capitol, there was like a 24 hour, 48 hour window where I think even many of the ardent Trump supporters were like, you know what, this is out of control. It doesn't matter if he said they should be peaceful and then people went or if he was winking to them or whatever your take on it is, that's sort of irrelevant. I think there was a window where a lot of people were like, you know what, we don't like these images. He, he, it's time, it's time, like, let's just move forward. There's nothing else the Senate can do. We're not even gonna hear anything about the election. Like, let's just move past everything 
and Biden will be president and we'll figure out how to move forward and everything else. That happened for about 48 hours. And then they went so crazy on banning Trump from Twitter and Facebook and Spotify and Instagram and everything else. And, th and then now with the impeachment that I think they've strengthened the idea again, right? They've strengthened the movement again. And this is just so consistent with what the left has done about everything in the last couple of years. It's like they're driving this car to crazy town Right, and they have all these off-ramps where they could just possibly moderate a little bit, do something a little bit decent, just let the guy leave at this point, right? It's not that there was gonna be a whole bunch of crazy rallies again and attacks and everything else. Everyone knows it, you could feel it, it was deflating. And they just plow through all of the roadblocks. The roadblocks like, don't go crazy anymore, crazy town is that way, and they just plow through. So there were, there were venues, there were avenues, I should say, that would have allowed people to get off and just, we could have done something that would have actually been a little bit like healing, but clearly we ain't going in that direction. All right, one more thing before I get to the questions, I wanna to talk to you guys about Built Bar. I've got the coconut almond in my hand right now. People do love the coconut. Uh, you know, guys, it's a new year, and if you're looking for a new protein bar, I've got just the brand for you. Built Bar is the secret to keeping both of your New, year, new Year's resolutions, eating healthier food and eating tastier food. Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. I can actually lose or maintain weight while indulging in a yummy treat. Healthy has never been this delicious. Built Bars taste like candy and come in 18 amazing flavors. My personal favorite, as you know, is the cookies and cream. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, including both nut and nut-free flavors and are soft and easy to chew. After the holidays, we still want to indulge, but we also want to shed, shed those additional pounds. I know how that feels, which is why Built Bars are the perfect alternative to pie for the health-conscious guy. Uh, and coconut's got 18 grams of uh, protein, only five grams of sugar, five net carbs. Don't give up on your resolution. Bill Bar is the answer. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code Ruben to get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Ruben for 20% off at BillBar.com. And now back to me. Hello. All right, here we go. q and I'm gonna plow through as many as possible. I'll try to give somewhat brief answers so I can get to Everything I've got here, it's gonna be a lot. There's a lot of paper. Uh, Carol asks, are you seeing or hearing any indications about how far the Dems are planning to go? For example, blow up the filibuster, add states, pack the Supreme Court, etc." I hear Biden talking about unity, but I'm not hearing that anywhere else. Look, I'll just say this again and again and again and again. I don't really think Biden's in charge of the operation. Biden is just kind of the figurehead and, and where the energy is, is for all of those things. Getting rid of the electoral college, packing the courts, uh, just disseminating awful information to all of our, our schools to just continue to brainwash people and free this and free that, and all of the stuff that we know isn't economically sane and it's not, it's not legally sane, you know, if you're gonna pick which uh, types of people should get COVID relief, which is something that Biden said the other day, if you're black or Hispanic or Pacific Islander, you should get extra COVID relief, or Asian, he threw in there, even though Asian people do incredibly well socioeconomically in America, but he wants the Asian community votes, so he wants them to feel like a victim. I think there's just like the litany of stu stupid bad ideas is just being smuggled in right now. I think perhaps some version of the most extreme of them will be slightly guarded by a Biden administration, as opposed to if it had been a Bernie administration, might have been just like all hell breaking loose with all that stuff, but I'm not even sure what I mean by that. Like I don't know what would be too radical where 
you know, Joe Biden would be like, no, that's too much. I mean, Joe Biden literally was saying that, that uh, men who identify as women should be in women's prisons. I mean, that's, so it's like, oh yeah, he, he's the moderate, he's the moderate, guys. And, and again, this is what I was telling all of my good liberal friends, guys, you're just ushering in all of the stuff that's gonna destroy everything you care about. It's gonna destroy science and STEM and all the corporate boardrooms you care about and we're gonna hire people based on the color of their skin and not the content of their character. Oh, and it's that guy, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, it's his birthday coming up, right, on Monday. And uh, you know he wouldn't have been happy about all this, but he's old school, you know, forget about him. Uh, Ali says, did you make any New Year's resolutions that you're willing to share uh, do you think that making resolutions at one point in time every year or two or three or more points is good practice? Why or why not? I actually do try to make a New Year's resolution every year. Uh, a couple of years, it's just generally about like eating better or taking you know, better care of myself or that kind of thing. Um, I, I will tell you my resolution this year. My, my resolution this year was to not be afraid. And that maybe that sounds a little corny or something, um, but I know in the last year, you know, as I was completely open about my politics, right? Like in these last five or six years, I've been very open about my political evolution, but I think I really became much more bold and I don't hold back in any way in this past year. And, and partly, um, and this is sort of what sucks about the publishing world, I was holding back a little bit on some of my feelings about Trump and some of the other things because I had written Don't Burn This Book a year before it came out. In, in April, so when Don't Burn This Book came out in April, in the midst of the quarantine and the lockdown and everything, and I was supposed to be on tour and we, were, we had sold out a bunch of theaters and it was, it was gonna be awesome and I love and I deeply miss going out on tour and we're trying to figure out ways to do it, maybe in Florida and Texas. Um, think about it, the book had been written for about a year, so I had been sitting on all those ideas for a year. So the ideas when I started doing all this press and everyone was started talking about the book and, and all this stuff and all the craziness with the left and the difference between liberals and leftism, it was all stuff that I had been thinking about for years, I had been writing about, and then suddenly it was like super relevant, and then also because I called it Don't Burn This Book, and then they were burning down the stores that the book was in and everything else. Um, but what I realized was, if I'm gonna write a book and tell people what I think, and then if I'm gonna do this show, which, you know, this direct message, I've only been doing since September, it was like, well now I'm not just an interviewer, I, I am someone that tells people what I think for a living, for better or worse, right, for right or wrong. So I better tell them absolutely everything I think and, and not be afraid to do it. But I will tell you, it has come with a cost over the last you know, four or five months as I've been more outspoken about my beliefs. I, you know, still, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting hit from friends or former friends and, and some family members and you know, telling people what you think in, in a time when uh, people are afraid to say what they think can kind of be dangerous. But what I've realized is every time I've done that, I've not held back, and I've said what I thought, whether it ultimately was right or wrong, um, I've felt better through it, and I think that that's what will happen to you too. If you're, if you're holding in whatever it is, if you're afraid to tell people what you think, the more you let it out, just say it. If your friends drop you, they're not your real friends. And I think what you'll always find, and I assure you I have found it, is you will find new and better friends. Uh, but it's not just about where you can find friends, um, it's also, you gotta, you are what you are. I am what I am, and that's all that I am. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man, you know what I'm saying? That's it, that's it, that's all you can do. Uh, and one thing that really has helped me truly is that my, my two best friends in life, 
uh, my buddies John and Ari. Uh, John I met first day of kindergarten. We were like four years old and Ari moved to town when we were in third grade and, and we're still as good friends now almost 40 years later. And that kind of thing has helped me grounded. You know, I think it's important to have long-term friends and, and not just fair-weather friends. Uh, Nikki says, is Joe Manchin a Democrat to be somewhat trusted like Tulsi? Yeah, somewhat, but I think when you're sort of in that waffling center place, especially on the Democrat side, the energy of the radicals will, will always drag you that way. So the idea, that I see this a lot, that Republicans are kind of like, well, I guess we sort of have Joe Manchin or he's not completely bananas. I don't know, I don't think that that really can hold. You don't know what pressures he can uh, withstand or, or what they could do. Look, you guys know my feelings about Tulsi and she's become a good friend of mine and she just launched on Locals and I think she has a bright future ahead of her, whether it's political or pundit or having nothing to do with any of this if she just wants to surf for the rest of her life, which I think would probably make her the most happy. Um, but, but, but a voice like hers who was gonna go against the squad, who was calm and decent and about healing, not, not forcing you to heal, but true healing of a nation, they, they, went, they said she's awful. Hillary Clinton basically said she was a Russian spy, and then the party just basically kicked her out. So that, that is the party right now. What, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what can we do? I don't know. Uh, Moontide says, do you think that the vast divide between liberals and conservatives is permanent, and will Americans ever come together again or always view each other through an us versus them lens? Look, I, I've tried for years to bridge this thing. I think in many ways, in many ways in the public, uh, sphere, like I was the guy bridging it, right? Because I was saying, hey, I was a lefty, I'm really fighting for liberalism, that's not very different from libertarianism, and let's talk to conservatives. Go back to my videos when I'm first talking to Shapiro and Prager and Beck and all of these guys, and you can see we're trying to go, hey, we wanna live in the same world. That was what the IDW was all about when that thing was burning hot, and, and now it's fallen apart for many reasons, and I've lost a lot of respect for a lot of people for a series of other reasons. Um, but like we were talking about all sorts of things. The, the example I always use was Sam Harris and Ben Shapiro disagree on literally everything, the nature of reality and existence and God and every existential issue, but they also disagree on taxes and they disagree on abortion and they disagree on virtually every political issue. And yet we were all able to sit around and talk about these things. And then maybe the pressures became too much that, that it did sort of crumble, I don't know how you bridge that divide anymore, at least right now. I think at a micro level, you can bridge that divide. And I will always try to do, oh look, I'll always try to do it on a macro level on this show and, and welcome people who I disagree with, okay? So let me just put that out there for sure. On a micro level, I think you have a much better chance of doing it, whether that means talking to your friends and family or being involved in your local communities. Um, but the, the national, like the show must just, the show must go on version of politics, it ain't gonna get better. And that's why this, this fake idea of healing right now, they don't mean healing, they mean we've got a lot of power and if you shut up, we'll heal. That's not healing in a free society. A free society is everyone can get in and say what they think and fight for what they believe in as long as they do it peacefully. And I fear that now that the Democrats have the presidency and you know, have the Senate because of the tiebreaker and have big tech, it's like, it's gonna get smaller and smaller as far as what you're allowed to talk about. And AOC's telling it, right? She, that's what she's telling us. I did a couple shows yesterday where we talked about this. She's putting up there, you know, these truth and re reconciliation commissions and we shouldn't be allowed to spread in misinformation and we might have to have media literacy training. 
she doesn't mean media literacy training like like let's learn all sorts of different things let's let's learn about the ideas of capitalism and freedom and liberty she means media literacy like oh those are the bad evil ideas america is evil and we can, we the new socialists are the ones who can usher it in i mean that's just the truth when bernie says i want free college for everyone do you think he means it because he wants everyone to truly be educated in the sense that you will learn a wide swath of ideas and and the best ones will win out or would you really want everyone to go to college for free, which isn't free, so that you can brainwash the most amount of people. Which do you think Bernie really wants? Do you think Bernie wants people to go to college to learn from people like Thomas Sowell? I don't think so. Uh, Stefan asks, do you think we've entered the mob rule phase? I do think we're in it for a little bit right now. We are at least, again, at the macro level, the way the whole system is gonna work, the way mainstream media and big tech and everything else is gonna work. Yes, mob rule, it is gonna get harder and harder to say whatever you believe and fight for what you believe in publicly and all of that without feeling like you're gonna get banned or shadow banned and everything else. Again, this is the stuff that I was warning about for a long time, um, but I do think we are there. Um, but I will say this, there is a silver lining coming. Guys, this is gonna be what I wanna use as the uh, promo today because I've been thinking about it all morning. There is a silver lining coming and the silver lining is this. As this hysterical authoritarian monster grows, as big government now coupled with big tech grows, it will import all the bad ideas, all the bad ideas of critical race theory, all the bad ideas of social justice and identity politics. It will bring them all in. It will hire people in governmental positions and in tech positions and in business positions and on boards of major companies that are not based on the content of their character or their skill or their hard work or their education, but on the color of their skin or some other immutable characteristic. And over time, companies and governments that do that don't hire the best people because they're the best people, but hire the people that are this or that because they look like this or that. The systems that they, that they create will fail. Those systems will fail, I promise you that. And what, what we, free-loving people, liberty-loving people, have to do right now is start creating things. I saw this coming, and that's why I started Locals.com over two years ago, and we are working on every technological solution to all of this stuff, but it's not just that. It's that government now will bring in people who will bring in so many bad ideas that they will fail. Things have gone from, they're not too big to fail, they're too big to succeed, and I think we're gonna see that at the governmental level, and I think we're gonna see it at the big tech level. So build things for yourself. It doesn't just mean tech, whatever, whatever that means to you. Build a stronger family, build a stronger local school, local community, whatever that is, do it, and then we will have a chance again. I promise you we will. Uh, Ginger says, Dave, I'd love to know about the current subscriber and creator base here at Locals.com. How many community members site-wide? How many creators? And given the crazy growth of late, any projections for the remainder of the year? There is a ton going on with Locals. I want to assure you that we, we have backup servers, that we're working on payment processor issues. And again, we have an extremely strong terms of service that has been evolving, especially over the last couple of days. You cannot threaten violence on Locals. And by the way, it's never happened once on Locals. I go on Twitter, I've got people, you know, everyone's calling everyone else a Nazi, but you've got white supremacists on there, you've got crazy Antifa people on there. Nobody does anything about it. Let's just put that aside. We've built a really elegant 
open system with a little bit of a paywall. So starting this week, we were allowing free locals communities. Now every locals community is paid. So if you're creating a locals community and anyone can do it, you don't have to be a creator in a traditional sense. If you have a restaurant and you want to create your own community, if you have a baseball league and you want to create your own community, if you're an unboxer or a gamer or a political guy or whatever you might be, uh, the minimum that we ask people to subscribe for is $2. Just a little something to get in. By the way, Locals, the company, only takes 10% of that. That's the same amount as Patreon. But that way, it encourages good behavior. Uh, we're also selling coins on Locals now. We're working on getting them on the blockchain. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff that we're doing. Um, I don't know that I can give you, I don't know that my team would love if I gave all of the numbers. I can show you that the numbers are absolutely exploding, but I can tell you that right now we have almost 100,000 um, members in the Rubin Report locals, and just about 10,000 of them are paying members. That means that, that are active community members who engage in all the content and support what we do here and keep me free and, and get videos early and ad free and all of that stuff. And, and also know that if I was to be booted off everything tomorrow, I could still communicate with everybody. So we're growing tremendously fast. Uh, and, and check it out, just go to, rubinreport.locals.com, check out the community, and just look at the level of content there and look at the level of communication there. And I think you'll see it has a little bit more of an inkling of what social media was supposed to be like this, uh, rather than the hellscape that is the Twitter machine. Um, Alex says, did you expect the censorship and deplatforming to happen this quickly? We're already seeing no-fly lists, banking and lending institutions withholding services, tech companies banding together to throw their competition off the internet. It's only a matter of time before they come after normal people too. How soon do you think that will happen and what can we do about it? Yeah, it's the coordination right now that I think is really scaring people. Suddenly it's like, wait a minute, now we've got people on no-fly lists, which I talked about the no-fly list yesterday. The no-fly list makes no sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me uh, whether it's related to terror or whether it's related to whatever happened on the Capitol or anything else. Like, it's like, wait a minute, we know that these are, in their eyes, these are sort of bad people. They can do whatever they want in society, they just can't get on a plane. Like, is there any evidence to think that anyone that rioted at the Capitol or just walked into the Capitol building, and by the way, they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for breaking the law. Uh, is there any evidence to think that these people are gonna suddenly be hijacking planes? Like, you're gonna let them get in the car and drive cross country, but they can't fly there, so we're just gonna extend their trip. That, that, that'll be the real inconvenience for these people. It's gonna take you four days to get to ca from California to New York as opposed to six hours. And, uh, you know, well, they don't, I was about to say, and you're not gonna get any of that fancy plane food, but they don't serve that anymore either. Um, yes, the, the worrying collusion between these companies that they can all decide at one moment to take you out, that then this could move down to the banking layer. And if they found out you're a Trump supporter, should you, you be allowed to bank? And should AT&T be allowed to stop you from getting a phone and the rest of it? And that's why this has been so complex, this issue about big tech. Because think about it 50 years ago, when, when phone lines, it's, I mean, even more than that, but 50 years ago, phone, everyone has a phone in their house. Well, should the government have been able, the government or the companies that were putting the phone lines in, been able to have, have listened to your conversations and then based on those conversations, decided whether you should have a phone or not. That's why this is all so dangerous. But again, I truly, truly believe that human ingenuity is the answer. There will be decentralized, blockchain-based answers to all of these things. It's going to take time, and can they destroy a lot of people's lives in the meantime? They absolutely can, they absolutely can. But my New Year's resolution was to be a little bit braver. And I just think if you're a little bit braver in the midst of this, that it will work out for you. 
Who is that old guy? That There was this liberal guy a long time ago. What did he say? There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Remember that guy? He used to be a good liberal. Now he'd be a right-wing maniac. That was JFK, by the way. Um, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. It's like, we can get through this. I, I just know we can get through it. And by the way, as I've said a couple times over the last few days, one of the things we're trying to do with locals is, I am not trying to replace all of these things. I think they will fail on their own. We're gonna build you a digital home so that you can exist on the internet and set some rules for yourself and your community. And, and I wanna work, I genuinely want to. If you're watching this Amazon representative, Facebook representative, Google representative, whatever it might be, I wanna work with you guys. I'm not here to burn down the system, but the more you won't work with people, the more that people are gonna to wanna to work down the system, burn down the system. I put up a tweet the other day that got something like 10,000 retweets saying, I'm, I'm willing to interview any representative from any of these companies. I'll do it without notes, I'll do it live. Just give me somebody to talk to about the philosophical issues here, the legal issues, the constraints, the technological issues. Um, it seems like you cannot get a representative from any of these companies to talk to anybody. So it's like we voluntarily get on these platforms then they set arbitrary rules and then won't even talk to us about it. You think that's a problem? I'm starting to think it's a problem. Uh, Ramona says, it sounds to me as though the left is just making themselves a self-created judicial tribunal. That was written about the, in the Lynch Law in 1780. It's as though we are going to be presumed guilty without legal representation. This has to stop, but how, you know, you remember the third uh, Batman movie, the third in the trilogy with Bane, which one, what was that called? Ba uh, Dark Knight Returns, is that, is that what it was? Was that Dark Knight Returns, that one? Uh, the Bane one, the third one, yeah, I think it was Dark Knight Returns. Dark, uh, Dark Knight Rises, is that what it was? Dark Knight Rises, yeah. Um, if you remember in that one, uh, when they're all locked, you know, they basically uh, cut off uh, Gotham from the rest of the world, right? They blow up the bridges, and then they start having these tribunals, and the guy who was the scarecrow in the first of the movies is running these clown courts, and they're executing people in the, in the icy river and everything. It's like, it sort of feels like we're getting there, that we're not gonna have real legal system uh, that is functional or the presumption of innocence or due process or any of those things. These guys don't really like those things. They like power. So again, scary. This, this is scary. So how does it, as you, you know, the question here is, this has to stop, but how? It has to stop, yes, and how? We must just continue to stand up against it. That, that is the only thing we can do right now. Uh, Dixie says, do you think we're in a digital civil war? We are, we are. There is a big machine and there are people who desire to be free. I don't think those things have to be in an intractable war forever. I believe those things can. There are issues. You don't want people making violent threats. You don't want people coordinating terrorism or, or some of the really bad things that can be out there. How do you balance that with free speech and everything else? It's like, that's what we should be talking about right now. What is more important than that right now? Is that what Congress should be talking about or should we be talking about a president who's gonna be impeached or gonna walk out in six days? Should we be wasting time impeaching him? That's what we should be talking about. That's the future of freedom. If you care about freedom, but as I said, the companies won't even talk about it and our politicians are idiots. Uh, Neil says, do you think there is any treatment of Trump supporters that Democrats would publicly disavow? I think they've been gaslit into generally being all right with concentration camps or worse at this point. I mean, putting the concentration camp part aside, it's like, no, I think, it, I think in a weird way, this is what they wanted was the Capitol Hill event. They wanted that to happen because then they could shift it all from going, oh, they're Nazis and white supremacists in this vague sense, whatever that means to you, to now they're terrorists. 
And even though Antifa people don't re represent all Democrats or all liberals or Black Lives Matter people don't represent all Democrats or liberals or lefties, this obviously represents everyone on the right. And that's just crazy. That's absolutely just crazy. I have no doubt that 95% of the people that were there who were singing the national anthem and waving American flags, they were just there to, to do their God-given right of protest, which we have enshrined in the Constitution here, at least for now. So it, we're, we're, again, we're in a, I can't sugarcoat it in that we're not in a weird spot right now, but I, I do think there is, uh, a, a silver lining along the way, which is that we must fight for freedom more and a lot of people are waking up to it. Craig, he's changing it up for me. Did you end up liking The Mandalorian season two? Thought it would be a great, uh, uh, maybe a non-political question would be cool. Yes, I loved it. The final two episodes finally brought it around. I've said all along, I need a little Jedi in my Star Wars. You can't do Star Wars without the Jedi. I need to see a lightsaber every now and again. It was very, very cool having Luke come back, defeat the Dark Jedi, save Grogu. Sorry for the spoilers, but this is weeks already, so I think I, I think that thing has sailed. Um, you know, and everything, my feelings about Mark Hamill aside, because he's become like sort of the worst kind of like progressive lefty nutbag and they've ruined Star Wars in many ways, but it was actually very cool to see. And, I, and I'm psyched about uh, the Book of Boba Fett, which will be the spinoff of this thing. Um, but in many ways, it sort of felt to me that they could have ended Mandalorian right there. It's like it, Grogu, Baby Yoda got rescued and it's like now the Mandalorian's job of these last two seasons was over and that's that. Um, Rose says, do you think locals or any other alternative media such as the Daily Wire will ever be shut down? And if the day comes when the left wakes up to what's happening, do you think there's a chance that if we band together, we can rise up against the system, big government, big tech, et cetera, et cetera? Look, they could shut down everybody at any moment. Uh, Tim Poole just texted me a minute before I went live saying that uh, Facebook just suspended his account. So I don't know if that's up yet or not or what's going on there. Um, could they do it to anybody? Yes, there are, I mean, anyone that's telling you right now that there are perfect technological solutions to this is lying. It's just not true. There are not perfect storage answers. There are not perfect payment answers yet. Like it all hasn't been pieced together. We are working seriously hard at Locals. We've got, we've got some of the best tech people on it and we are having the philosophical issues and finding all the choke points and doing all of the work to do all of that stuff. As I said, we've got redundancies if Amazon just took us out tomorrow. But again, I wanna work with these companies. We have a much tighter um, and more honest terms of service than the big tech companies do. And because of the paywall, we have no bad behavior. But the point is, and I think this is your broader point, is that even if you do everything perfectly by the rules that they set up, they could still take you out. So we, we've got a lot of work to do, but I have nothing better to do. Uh, Peter says, what kind of beers and wine do you like? Uh, most of you guys know I'm, I'm a wine guy. I'll give you a great wine. I'm, this is not a sponsor or anything else. A great wine you can get for about 16 bucks. It's a cab from uh, Sonoma called Uppercut. I think it is like, you could drink a $50 bottle or a $75 bottle and it tastes like one of those. I just think it's great, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm usually drinking. I'm not a huge beer guy, but I do like a, a good IPA every now and again. Uh, and if you really want to treat yourself to like a really spectacular bottle of wine, it's about 100 bucks. I've only bought maybe 
three of them in my whole life for special occasions. Uh, there's a bottle called Derange by Prisoner Winery that, that's pretty awesome. And shout out to Chris, my YouTube manager, who's watching this right now, I have no doubt, and he got me one for the holidays. Thank you, Chris. We haven't drank it yet, but we will soon. Lauren says, thoughts on Andrew Yang running for mayor of New York City? Love the interview with him. Look, I think he's a decent guy. I don't believe in UBI. He, he's more of a big government guy than I am. I didn't love the fact that he went down to Georgia to campaign. It's like, it sort of feels like just like this carpet bagging thing, like you just move to places to get involved in politics. He did live in New York City for some portion of his life. I'd like to play basketball with the guy. Again, I think he's decent, and at least he's thinking about things a little bit differently. But, you know, in effect, he polled at zero. I saw a lot of the, the, you know, the good liberals were just saying they were part of the Yang gang because I think it was their way of saying the Democrats are bananas, but I, I can't vote for Trump or I don't want to publicly be seen voting for Trump. Uh, but I don't think government is the answer to this. And that's the irony of someone like Yang. And I would love to talk. Andrew, if your people are watching this, and I know some of them are fans, or if you're watching this, I'd love to discuss this with you, that I do think the answer comes through technology and decentralization and everything else. I don't think the answer comes through government. So I'm always leery at this point of anyone that wants to get into the government. Uh, but he sees an opportunity to get back in the game there, and he's going for it. Uh, Joe says, what do you think the odds are that the U.S. breaks up? Do you think that the states will secede and form their own countries? Man, I mean, look, this, it's crazy that we're even talking about this. But if we are in a truly intractable place, that, that states that want to be open and free and, and take a little bit of risk, um, if, those, if those states, Florida, Texas, for example, don't want to be part of the machine anymore that seems to be getting bigger and bigger and, and federal laws for everything, uh, if they don't want to be part of this thing and then they don't want to help bail out the states that are failing, right? Like, so I get it, man. If you're somebody in Texas who's living by the rules and you're in a no uh, income tax state and your state is open and good and you don't want all the blue state people moving there and ruining everything and then when California falters financially, you don't want to pay for it, like, I can, I can see why you'd be kind of resentful. I hope it doesn't happen. And Abraham Lincoln, you know, everyone says Abraham Lincoln. Who, you say, who's the, who was the best president of the United States? Almost everyone says Abraham Lincoln. Why was he the best president of the United States? Because he saved the union we may be getting to a point where this thing is so huge that, that maybe it can't be saved. I, I don't like talking about it or thinking about it, but I, I do think that states will have to start making some more decisions for themselves. And Ron DeSantis, the governor of, of Florida, is the guy that's just absolutely knocking it out of the park. All right, just a couple more. I, I know I'm over time here, but I know that there's a lot here. Uh, Tim says, uh, how does one see any available jobs at locals? We're hiring like across the board. We need more developers, we need more architecture people, we need more onboarding people and customer success and everything else. Jobs at locals.com. There, there isn't a public, we haven't had time even because there's so much going on uh, to put up a public uh, posting. Just email your resume with a nice cover letter. Tell them you're a fan of Dave Rubin. Tell them Dave sent you. Uh, jobs at locals.com. Isaiah says, as someone who also loves to cook, do you have any recommendations on excellent wine, whiskey, and meal pairings? I mean, you guys see my, my go-to is, well, I just mentioned Uppercut uh, Cab, and then you give me a freaking beautiful, oh, I cooked such a beautiful one from Snake River Farms. I got a, uh, it was a tomahawk, a four-pound tomahawk. I posted some pictures in the community. I think it was the best steak I've ever made. I, I sear it, super hot two sides, just salt and pepper. I might have done a little, did I do like a little bit of garlic powder sometimes? Or like a Traeger rub, uh, that, that Saskatchewan one is pretty solid. 
Um, but just salt and pepper is good enough. And you can't do too much salt on a big steak. That's the trick. Sear it, four minutes on each side, then maybe kind of slow cook it for about a half hour. I mean, this was a seriously thick steak. Um, with, a, with a nice cab, there's nothing better. Uh, Dan says, super important question. Do you think that Han Solo shot first? Yes, he shot first. It never should have been edited. And Han was a badass. That was what was cool about him. Han had to do some shit to make a living in the galaxy, okay? The idea that he wouldn't have shot Greedo first because he's just a nice guy, that's not, that's against the ethos of the character. Uh, he was about to be taken out by Greedo. Greedo was about to bring him to Jabba, okay? Greedo's not a great guy, Jabba's not a good guy. It's like, you're gonna shoot him. All right, two more. Nate, have you made a prediction for 2021 yet? If so, I haven't heard it. I'm pretty sure there's a way to look at the year ahead. That's not all doom and gloom. There's gotta be positivity in there somewhere. You know, usually the last like five years, I've done a massive Twitter thread um, with my predictions and they've been actually pretty on point. Um, but I didn't do it this year because it was just, it's been a little chaotic and I just didn't do it. But the silver lining again, guys, is the silver lining is we have, they can't take us all out. They can't take us all out. I know it feels like they can, but if we keep doing things, meaning whatever it is you wanna do as things start opening, if, if you're looking at your life going, boy, that was a weird year and I really wasn't doing the stuff that I wanted to do. I didn't work at a job I really wanted to work at. I didn't live with the person I really wanted to live at or I was addicted to this or I was doing that or whatever it is, you can always turn it around. And I think while this will be a year of sort of authoritarian hysterical craziness, they can't get everybody. So, so fix some stuff for yourself. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. And Melanie, finally, what's your favorite Seinfeld episode? All I'm doing right now, by the way, is watching Seinfeld. That, I'm not watching anything else. I've just had it with all of these shows. Um, I'm watching Seinfeld. Um, what's my favorite episode? You know, someone asked me this the other day. One of my favorite episodes is season two or three. It's that, that subway episode where they all go on their own adventures on the subway. And that, that scene with Elaine in the subway car when the lights are going off and she thinks people are touching and you're just listening to what she's thinking in her mind. It's such like a perfect quintessential New York City moment because we've all had that. But pound for pound, my favorite episode, you know, it, it's gotta be something it's gotta be something with Jerry's parents. The whole Del Boca Vista situation, Jerry's dad getting impeached um, because he has a Cadillac, so they think he's em embezzling funds. Like, it's a pretty perfect episode. So, uh, there you go. Uh, okay, guys, uh, I am giving my team off tomorrow because we decided we're not gonna have people working on Monday for MLK Day, and everything has been so crazy that I'm actually giving everybody off for tomorrow so we can have a four-day weekend. Uh, so, congratulations to my team. Not that there's anyone else in this room, sorry Gavin Newsom. Um, so there'll be no direct message tomorrow or Monday. I will see you Tuesday, we will be live, am I right? We are live with special guest Ron Paul. I have wanted Ron Paul on forever. He was the leader of the, of the Tea Party movement and he has been a fighter for liberty. We've wanted to do this interview for years. We were hoping to do it live. He doesn't fly a lot because you're not gonna believe this. He doesn't like the TSA. But finally, last week, uh, his channel was temporarily banned from Facebook. We reached out to his people about locals. Hopefully there'll be something on that soon too. And we were able to do this. We're gonna do it via Skype. I'm, I'm thrilled to do it. And if you haven't seen it yet, just this morning, we posted part one of my interview with journalist, note, I didn't have to do this, an actual journalist by the name of John Bachman from Newsmax. I go on his show all the time. He's an actual journalist trying to give information to people. It's very, very bizarre. 
And, uh, oh, I'm on his show in what, like an hour or something. I'm on his show today, I think at uh, 11 o'clock Pacific or something like that, around there, ballparking it. Okay, uh, so that's it. Have a great extended weekend, everybody. Stay calm, stay cool, stay collected. It's all gonna be okay. Uh, and I won't be on all the major social media platforms, obviously, over the next couple of days as well, but I will be saying hi to everybody and maybe doing some live chats and videos and food pictures and dog pictures and all that at rubenreport.locals.com. See you Tuesday.